Some serious Pro Bowl snubs for the Buccaneers, but how does that relate to Todd Bowles? That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Jericho at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82. We are the credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Locked on Bucks. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is by becoming a Locked on Bucks insider. You're going to get news, the inside scoop, and all the latest, plus one-on-one text conversations with me to become an insider. Go to jointsubtext.com slash locked on bucks to sign up. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Typically, this episode is done live on Friday evening, but due to scheduling, we're having to come to you or we're having to record this before Friday and drop it on Friday. So the final injury reports are not out, so make sure you keep a lookout for that on Friday afternoon. Insiders, you know, you got to look for it. James is going to text it to you when they drop, so that's convenient. But we still got to talk about some things here in the first segment where we usually talk about the final injury report. So, James, I'm actually going to contribute to the conversation for once on a Friday <laughs> segment one. So I'm super excited. Hopefully everybody out there is excited as well. Let's talk about Pro Bowl snubbing and how it actually plays into the potential that Todd Bowles could still get fired this season, even if the team wins the NFC South. So, James, you basically said on yesterday's episode that Todd Bowles could still get fired, even if the Bucks pull off a third straight NFC South division title, depending on one how they win that title, what happens on Sunday, and how they perform in the first round. Barely beat the Panthers, get boat race out of the wild card round, all bets are off. Get beat mm-hmm. by Carolina, completely miss the playoffs, uh, and just take your chips and walk out the casino, buddy. Um, so how does all this play into the Pro Bowl, you might ask? So here is my wild connection that I mean, It's not a conspiracy theory because it's rooted in, in factual observation. Um, the, the question is how right I am about the process, right? So indirectly, this is why Buccaneers I say legends, but let's say good players like Mike Evans, obviously a Bucks legend, Levante David, Bucks legend, Antoine Winfield, legend in the making, Chris Godwin, legend in the making. This is why they get no credit in a losing season. Meanwhile, guys like Bobby Wagner, which the Seahawks aren't facing a losing season, granted, but even when the Seahawks are down and out, Bobby Wagner's still headed to the Pro Bowl. Buda Baker, losing season, uh, headed to the Pro Bowl, while Levante David, Antoine Winfield Jr. are not. It makes no sense until you realize how the voting really works because it's incredibly flawed because it's run by human beings. So we know that fans make up one third of the vote. And James, we mentioned on many episodes, every day, as you'll remember, we said Antoine Winfield Jr. is trailing in fan votes. Fans need to get out there and vote as much as possible. Now, I don't know how many Bucks fans voted, but the other two thirds of the votes are made up by coaches and players. And the theory here is they know the business from the inside out. So that's the best way to make this happen. Here's the problem. 
they're not likely going to vote for guys that they don't know who are just having good stat seasons. Because what do we call that? We call that stat scouting. What does every coach and player hate being? Stat scouted. They despise being stat scouted. So guess what they're not going to do? They're not going to stat scout. Guess what they're also not going to do? They're not going to watch tape of players they're not going to have to face. So if they don't play the Bucs, they're not watching the Bucs outside of maybe primetime. And even then, honestly, like having conversations with these guys, you might be surprised how many NFL players and coaches don't football as a recreational activity. Like, James, when you were a chef, you didn't cook food all day to come home and be like, let me tear down the kitchen and cook all night. And me as a dog trainer, like my wife, one of my wife's biggest complaints is we've got dogs that are absolutely untrained. They are pets. And that's why I say to everybody, they are pets. They are not working dogs. They are pets. I do not train my pets. Well, one of them knows how to play dead. The other one will will stand up on two legs and spin if you say, do you want it? And pull a cookie over her head. So I, I kind of train them. You know what I mean? But not to the same level. So unless you have a name that is synonymous with winning or you play for a team that gets nonstop press because they've either got a superstar on the team like Patrick Holmes, Tom Brady, or because they're consistently winning. So everybody wants to talk about them all the time. Most of these guys don't even know who you are or they know who you are. They just don't think about you when it comes time to vote like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you don't think that the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers aren't downgrading Bucks players even more than national media because of Tom Brady's presence the last three years, you're, you're absolutely wrong. And again, not all, but certainly some. You think Cam Jordan is putting a Buccaneer on his, his ballot? Not happening. Do you think Jameis Winston is putting a Buccaneer not named Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on his ballot? Not happening. Maybe not even Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, to be completely honest with you, Chris Olave and all those guys on the roster. So these kinds of things matter. But guess who nobody hates? Nobody hates the Cardinals. Nobody hates the Seahawks. Even in the NFC West. Like, the Niners don't hate the Seahawks or the Cardinals. The Rams don't hate the Seahawks or the Cardinals. Like the NFC West, they have rivalries, but it's a very business-like type of rivalry. They don't really hate each other. So they're more than happy to dole out condolences or, or, or congratulations to each other. So it's easy to vote for a guy like Buda Baker, who's been synonymous with being one of the best safeties in the league for so long. It's easy to vote for Bobby Wagner, who's one of the last remaining remnants of the Legion of Boom. And when you remember how much football watching world is in California alone, it's no wonder that the 49ers have 30 people on the Pro Bowl list between starters and alternates. But then when you add in the fact that coaches and players aren't watching extra tape to watch players that they don't already know, that is why your Buccaneers players are not getting credit in, the, in these Pro Bowl votes. And until this franchise puts together consistent winning, it's not going to change. Not three years of winning, seven out of 10 years in football. You're, that's, what's, that's what it's going to take. Not falling into an NFC South championship because it's the weakest division in the league. That is why Todd Bowles' job could be in jeopardy. Not because he created this problem, but because he is yet another victim, a potential victim, of the problem. The Glazers want the Buccaneers to stay in prestige like they were with the with Tom Brady. They do not want this franchise to fall back to the bottom of the league. That is exactly what is happening. This Pro Bowl situation is a sign of that. Players around the league, coaches around the league, now that Tom Brady is not on this team, fair or not fair, they do not respect this organization, and they do not respect this organization because in the last 30 years, this team has a small window of consistent winning, followed by a larger window of no winning, followed by yet another small window of winning associated with Tommy Brady, fair or not fair, followed by what? Being the biggest losers in the NFL. They are the winners of the worst division in back-to-back -back seasons. AFC South kind of competing. But for the most part, most people look at the NFC South as the weakest division in the NFL. You won it back-to-back -back years in that circumstance, 
And guess what? Nobody's giving you credit for it because while you're doing it, it's not like you're dominating this division. If they were sweeping this division and winning 11, 12 games and winning this division, even as it's poor, okay, you might get a little bit of credit. But squeaking out division titles in a division this caliber is not going to get the Buccaneers any more respect than they than they already don't have. That is why the Glazers could potentially. That's why this Pro Bowl situation matches up with the fact that Todd Bowles could win back to back division titles and lose his job. Yeah, I've I've said it a couple of times. The Buccaneers are trying to clinch their fourth consecutive playoff berth for only the or yeah their fourth consecutive playoff berth for only the second time in franchise history that other time was from 99 to 2002 they're trying to clinch their third straight division title for the first time ever when people hear about the buccaneers they still think of the creamsicle team of the 70s that went 0 and 24 to start the franchise they think of those absolute atrocities that occurred in the 80s when i would talk to people about the buccaneers before tom brady people would say oh they always suck and i would say well they did win a super bowl in nine times out of ten this is not an exaggeration the person i was talking to would go with they did yeah they did because they were good there for a minute and then in the gruden years it was win the division last place win the division last place up and down all the way through between brad johnson and jeff garcia and chris uh sims and uh bruce gradkowski and and just the absolute disaster then you bring in raheem morris that fails miserably they did have a 10-win season but they drafted josh freeman in the first round then you have greg shiano then you have lovey smith then you have Dirk. it's it's been a franchise of losing for four decades with little blips throughout of championships and, and playoff runs. So I, I, I 100% get what you're saying. The Saints didn't win any Super Bowls, but teams look at them as a winner because they were constantly at the top of the division. They were constantly in contention in the NFC postseason because of Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And the Bucs just don't have that sustained success in the regular season and contention in the postseason to back it up yep but you know what blow out the carolina panthers on sunday and some of that talk will start to simmer down it still matters what happens in the wild card round but we're going to get to how the buccaneers can pull that off coming up next on today's episode of locked on bucks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the exact same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that it might not have the time or the resources to do the hiring. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Thanks again for making a Lockdown Bucks first listener, first view today and every day. Every dares, as always, thanks for coming through the way that you do. You started making signals. I was like, oh, I messed something up. Uh, Lockdown yeah. has launched the first That's ever it. national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts from Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Before we get to the keys of the game real quick, I want to mention one more thing on this whole Todd Bowles potentially getting fired thing. I think you're 100% right. You barely win the division. You get boat race out of the wild card round, and, and certainly anything is on the table. But I will tell you this, though, too. We've talked about whether you want to face the Eagles or the Cowboys, and I think we mostly agree that right now you want to face the Eagles because they're kind of down bad. They're really not doing all that great. Uh, they were 10-1. They're like 1-4 since then or 1-5 since then, something like that. Um, here's, the, here's the problem with facing the Eagles, right? You face the Eagles coming in down bad if they boat race you out of your own home in the wild card round that makes that loss even worse you lose yeah. to the cowboys who are looking good doing good things that's one thing you become the team that this team got right against in the postseason that's bad here's the other thing this is the philadelphia eagles think about what the philadelphia eagles represent to the glazer family the philadelphia eagles to the glazer family represent the opportunity to succeed this is the team that as far as rivalries are concerned and the eagles and bucks aren't huge rivals but as far as rivalries are concerned in the in the annals of history i don't care what the numbers are the standings are overall when you think of buccaneers greatness you have highlights against the eagles littered throughout that whole thing you lose to the eagles and you let them get right in the postseason and then heaven help you they make a run to the Super Bowl. I mean, the decision we made far before the Super Bowl ever happens anyway, but that is not a turn the Glazer family is going to want to see. So, James, first things first, before we can even worry about that, the Buccaneers got to get in the playoffs. They don't yep. have to win to get in the playoffs, but they have to win to get in the playoffs. I mean, mathematically, they don't. So if you're Asian like me, that matters. But if you're not, it probably doesn't matter. Bottom line is the Bucs got to beat the Panthers. James, how do they make that happen? Uh, I mentioned it on the crossover Thursday episode with Julian Council. If you haven't listened to that, go back and do so. Um, but they got to stop the run. Chuba Hubbard went for over 100 yards and had two touchdowns in the first meeting between these two teams. And during that Bucks four game win streak, they allowed an average of 81 and a half rush yards per game. That included that 133 yards allowed to the Panthers on the ground. Against the Saints, when they got slapped up, down, sideways, and every way in between, they allowed 108 rushing yards to the New Orleans Saints. That's the most they've allowed since that Carolina game that ended in a win. So you turn the Panthers one-dimensional and force Bryce Young to beat you with his arm and his brain. Not his legs, not Chuba's legs, not anybody else's legs. Force Bryce Young to use his brain and his arm to beat you. That will allow the defense to tee off in semblances against a bad offensive line that flat out can't protect him. Bryce Young has been sacked 59 times this season. That is second among all quarterbacks in the NFL to Washington Commanders quarterback Sam Howell, who's been sacked 61 times. However, Young has played in only 15 games. That's almost Four sacks a game that this offensive line is allowing. And what made the Buccaneers so successful against the Packers, against the Jaguars? It was making them one-dimensional, teeing off against the quarterback, bringing him down behind the line of scrimmage, or forcing bad passes that were in turn intercepted, batted down, forcing three and outs. 
the Buccaneers as a whole are at their best when the defense is getting pressure on the quarterback and forcing mistakes, which Bryce Young makes a lot of. The offense feeds off of that energy. And the most complete, the best game we've seen out of this team was just two weeks ago when they did exactly that. So they can't ramp up that level of pressure if the Panthers' offense remains two-dimensional. Eliminate the run game, and you eliminate the Panthers' chances of getting an upset and costing the Bucs the division and the postseason. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you look at the last time these two teams played, we were just talking about it, right? The Buccaneers won by three. How did that happen? Well, part of it happened because... Buccaneers let the Carolina Panthers get up on them early and stay in the game early. And when you do that, teams can stay two-dimensional. So another part of making a team one-dimensional, score, put points on the board. That puts the ball in the quarterback's hand, puts pressure on a rookie quarterback like Bryce Young. And that's exactly what you want to do against a team like this one. Um, Shout out to James for nearly referencing the Gap Band, a legendary song, Oops, Upside Your Head. I really thought that's where we were going. I was like, this is so Never, Never heard it. You need to hear it. You need okay. to hear I will all of you. Pause the episode right now if you've never heard it and just look up Oops Upside Your Head and thank me later in the comments. Um, my key to victory. You know why people hate media, James? People hate uh, the media. This isn't just sports media. This is all medias. Every, every journalistic venture. People hate media, generally speaking. Not us, but like generally speaking because we have this ability to craft anything into anything. Like I consider and be like <laughs> Baker Mayfield is number one quarterback in the league. Asterix. You read the asterisks and it's like when throwing from the right hash to a receiver outside the left hash, but inside the numbers on a slant route against zone coverage on a Thursday when the, when it's 81 degrees out and the, and the, and the hot dogs in Raymond James stadium, none of them got burned. That's what the asterisk means. But Baker Mayfield is number one in the NFL. You want to know when the Carolina Panthers are actually not below 500 this season in games where they don't turn the ball over and they force a turnover at least one when they no, force so at least one they, turnover when they win the turnover differential essentially when they well not just that but when they okay. don't turn the ball over at all because there's other games okay. where they want that's why that's why this that's why this is the media stat it's all not right, just gotcha. when they win the turnover battle it's when it's when they don't turn the ball over at all and they force at least one turnover. They are two and two. That is legendary for this Carolina Panthers roster. So really, it's very simple. Play clean. Take advantage of mistakes. The Carolina Panthers are going to make mistakes. It's going to be a ball thrown off of a receiver's hand. It's going to be an errant throw. It's going to be a ball on the ground. It's going to be a missed block that leads to a possible strip sack. It's going to be something. There's going to be an opportunity for this defense to take advantage of the Carolina Panthers' mistake. Take advantage of it. Take the sinking ball away. Baker, Kyle, I don't. Chris Godwin gets a throw. I don't care who's throwing the ball. Be smart with it. Don't make unnecessary throws. Don't take unnecessary risks. Yes, everything is on the line, but you're doing it in a situation where literally you're playing. You're playing five card stud, and you got three aces in your hand coming into it. Just don't mess it up, bro. Like that's really all this boils down to is just don't mess it up. This Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, if they play within themselves, within the scheme, and play smart football, will win by 10 points. That's just because of how bad this Panthers team is right now. Just don't mess it up like they did last time, almost. 
Um, that's that's really as I call it my my don't feed the gremlins theory, but that's really the best way I can boil it down to because it's what's going to take. Yeah, it's like Locked On Bucks Insider uh, Mike and uh, YouTube Every Liver Demon Hunter said, "How about we fire the cannons into the Panthers' face instead of our own this week?" But Very we nice. are going to <laughs> we are going to have our uh, big predictions for the final regular season game coming up next on Locked On Bucks. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. What are some things that you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Where are you already crushing it? Think opposite of New Year, New You. Maybe you finally organized that one part of your space and now you want to tackle another one. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast on top of it. Therapy helps you identify your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes for yourself that will really stick. So if you want to build on an already solid foundation and not just tear yourself down to try and rebuild once again, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And the Buccaneers play the Panthers this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Catch every snap of the Buccaneers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SiriusXM app. Just search Buccaneers. While you're there, you might just hear a familiar voice during the game. That's this guy. All right. It is prediction time. Uh, although there was no WTSP Wednesday episode, there was uh, Evan Klosky predictions on Wednesday's episode. You can go back. And check those out. He's basically all in on Levante David this week. But I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball with my bold prediction. And David, Mike Evans, the Buccaneers' lone pro bowler, future first ballot Hall of Famer, the greatest offensive player in Tampa Bay history, and the best wide receiver uh, of the last, we'll say, five years, uh, in the division, because for a while there, Julio Jones was indeed a human being. Uh, but Mike Evans is going to go for 190 yards and two touchdowns. So there is a chance that J.C. Horn does not play. And for those, again, that listen to the Crossover Thursday episode, you'll remember that when Mike Evans went for over 200 and had a hat trick in the final game of last year, J.C. Horn did not play. For those of you that watched the game between the Bucs and the Panthers earlier this season, and Mike Evans had the longest touchdown catch of his career, J.C. Horn was on the sideline. So, uh, basically, if J.C. Horn is not playing, uh, the Buccaneers wide receivers, most notably Mike Evans, absolutely run wild through the Panthers secondary. So, in that meeting, Evans went for 162 and a touchdown. And he needs those two touchdowns to set a new career high and add on to his league leading 13 touchdowns this year. Baker is going to hyper target him in this game. And Dave Canales is going to draw up a lot of plays to help him hit that threshold. Mike Evans is going to have himself a day. Yeah, it's, that's, that's league leading receiver in the NFL and touchdown receptions who finished what fifth in the NFC in Pro Bowl. Uh, fourth, fourth, fifth? fourth, fourth among receivers, because I think each side only has four receivers. Yeah. 
So, you know, whatever. He's only doing things that only Jerry Rice has ever done. Uh, so, again, if you need to know why, rewind to segment one. We tell you all about it. Rewind to yesterday. We tell you all about it. Um, exactly why this this kind of stuff needs to happen or it does happen. So, um, good bull predictions. Truly hope that it happens. Uh, Zion McCollum. I have actually stayed away from Zion. Um, our Our live chat has done me the good service of bringing up Zion on a weekly basis, and I appreciate it. Zion McCollum not only is going to get his first career interception, he's also going to have three passes defensed, and he's going to have 10 combined tackles. All of those would be career highs for a single game. Uh, of course, the interception would be because it's his only one. So Zion McCollum about to have a career day against Carolina Panthers, y'all. Book it. Bryce Young, Alabama, Sam Houston. Sam Houston has the upper hand. That's what's going down. My player prediction for this game, I'm kind of cheating because we typically stay away from the quarterback, but it's the quarterback. And I don't care if it's Baker. I don't care if it's Kyle. I don't care if it's Ryan Griffin. It's uh, it's quarterback. And I know Ryan's not on the roster right now, but it's the quarterback. Uh, it's always going to be the quarterback, but specifically this weekend, it's the quarterback. Because like I said, in my key to victory, you got to play clean. You can't give up anything. And, you know, the thing with Baker, man, is like coming off that loss, come through that injury. He's like, I'm going to go out there and show the Saints that I could beat them by beating the Panthers, and the Saints don't care. I'm going to show everybody how tough I am by playing through this rib injury. And I'm not saying nobody cares, but nobody cares to the point where you need to make a stupid throw. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that Baker's going to make a stupid throw, but if you watch Baker's history, there's a chance that Baker makes a stupid throw because he's trying to prove something. Kyle Trask comes in there. Uh, Kyle's not really doesn't really seem to be like a, I'm going to prove everybody wrong type of guy, but you come in there for one game, potentially... You know what I mean? This could be Kyle's moment to kind of shine in the NFL, and I could see him trying to force a couple of things to, to make that happen. That coupled with an experience uh, certainly could bite him in the butt. So player prediction is going to be the quarterback, no matter who it is, no matter when it is. Uh, the quarterback has to play clean. If he doesn't, for whatever reason, ego, injury, otherwise, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I uh, I talked quite a bit about how I didn't care who the quarterback was. In fact, I would give Baker Mayfield a short leash. And if if he's not throwing the ball well because of that rib injury, I have confidence in Kyle Trask to be able to do enough on offense to to beat the Carolina Panthers. My predicted player of the game, it's a very motivated Antoine Hemfield Jr. Uh, Antoine doesn't tweet often. But when he does, it's usually pretty good. And he was tweeting Wednesday night about that Pro Bowl announcement. His dad took to Instagram and was very vocal and upset. And Antoine Winfield Jr. has been kind of uh, the the NFC consensus for Pro Bowl snub. The AFC uh, consensus has been Josh Allen. I would agree there. There's no reason Patrick Mahomes should be in the Pro Bowl this year. Just like... Buda Baker and Julian Love shouldn't be in over Antoine Winfield Jr., but rewind to segment one and see David's point about how nobody hates the Seahawks and Cardinals. So who are the two guys that got in over Antoine? They're a Seahawk and a Cardinal. Uh, Antoine is going to add to his already historic run this year by finishing the game with an interception, a forced fumble, and two sacks. So between Antoine and, and Zion, we have two interceptions and a forced fumble. So we're, we're already calling for three takeaways by the Bucks defense here. And uh, because of that, because I think that this is an incredibly motivated football team that got punched in the mouth and didn't know how to respond, they are going to be ready to set foot in Carolina and not, not 
just get the division, not back into the division. They are going to take it. So Evan predicted a 17 to 13 win on the crossover Thursday episode. I predicted a 27 to 10 victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. David, are the Bucs getting in the playoffs or are we going to need to line up our coaching candidates for uh, next Tuesday's episode? Uh, the good news is if we do need to do that, I've already got a head start because I've been looking at coaching candidates for a little while now um, for my other time on the network. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to win this game. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to host a playoff game next week against the Philadelphia Eagles because they're going to win 24 to 10 and the Dallas Cowboys are going to boat race the Washington Commanders. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, I look forward to all of it. Um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. But here's here's the thing. Uh, eh. Like, they better come out motivated. Like you say, like this team's gonna be motivated. They better come out motivated. Like that. The 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 problem is, even if they come out motivated to beat the Panthers, like guys like me are gonna say, yeah, bro. But what about Week Seventeen? Like why? Like why did you have to make this hard on yourself? Why did you have to make this hard on everybody? I'm not gonna give them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And you're not either. I'm not saying you are, but I'm not gonna throw them a parade for coming out motivated no. against Carolina Panthers after blowing it in Week Seventeen. Um, let's see how they come out in the wild card round. Then maybe I'll give them some credit for coming out with some attitude. But uh, the the time to come out with the attitude was last weekend against Big Brother, and all you did was show that you're getting taller, but chain bigger yet. That that was solid. I like that. All right, that is going to do it for this episode. As for the live reaction episode, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube with the notifications turned on. Insiders, I got you covered. I will be traveling during the game. So I will have to get home, get caught up, then go live with the reaction episode. So it's going to be a little bit later than it normally is for a one o'clock game. But keep an eye out. Insiders, I'll keep you updated on your text as to when we will go live on Sunday. But wanted to give you all the heads up ahead of time. In the meantime, of course, you can become one of those insiders to join subtext.com slash locked on bucks. Follow on Twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks at dharrison82. Check out everything I'm doing over at Bucks Nation. <clears throat> BucksNation.com. Check out everything David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>